1: The Talking Giants, presented by Sea Geek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host Justin Pennick, and we got ourselves a Vikings preview, a preview of a game, Justin, where the Giants could clinch a playoff spot. Oh, if they win this game, and then the combination of the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Lions—if two of those three lose their game—the Giants are clinching a playoff spot. So this is a very big game with three games left in the year. Justin, how are you feeling
0: before January?
1: Clinch a playoff spot? I knew, like, I knew beating the Commanders was huge for the play. I mean, everyone knew that, but I didn't realize till Monday. I was like, "Oh, we're in. Like, we can clinch a playoff spot with a win and and two losses this week."
0: I mean, I I, I think, man, just throughout the last three games of the season, I think if you win one game, it kind of it kind of just clinches it. Even math, even if mathematically and the hundred percent chance probability, blah blah blah. I think if you win one of these three games I basically feel like it's a clinch and it's a lock and it may just, you know, come down to the final week of the season for that to be fully determined.
1: The Giants essentially need to win one more game to clinch a playoff spot.
0: But but man, since I talked about it on Wednesday, uh the DraftKings line on this Vikings Giants game, it has gone up to Giants plus 4, Vikings favored by 4, right? It was four and a half last week with the commander. So even though it has swayed a little bit more towards the Vikings favor, it's still like in your brain. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the two seated Minnesota Vikings are favored by less points. Even if it's just a half a point, they're favored by less points than the giants did on the road against the commanders. And this is a road game, obviously for the giants, uh, I, Bobby, I, I'm going to save you. You know, Obviously towards the, you know, we have predictions towards the end of the show. I'm feeling i 'm feeling like the Giants are gonna mess around and maybe win this game like I why hope not so
1: man because this this their offense worries me with the way the Giants defense is right now but we'll get into that in a second Justin Fur this episode was brought to you by some special people Daniel Ocasio isn't that a famous like actor Daniel Ocasio no okay well sorry <laughs> Daniel you're not famous but you Tough. are you are part of the family uh, Griffin, uh, Legiria. He's a very, he likes, got, got long legs. Uh, Giuseppe Vicaretti. He's, you know, Giuseppe. And then the names are, you know, we had missed a hot dog last week. Today we just have heckling pickle. Justin, who are these people?
0: We also have a BD corn dog who I believe is also in our Patreon chat right now. A lot of hot dogs, a lot of corn dogs. Man, remember those days I had hot dogs for breakfast over the summer? Miss those days. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants, $2 a month, plus some other cheers to get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. You want to be there. You want to be there when we're recording these Victory Monday pods or, you know, especially for this week. It'll be a Victory Sunday. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. Thanks to our patrons, and I want to say on behalf of myself and not Bobby Skinner, um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Um, because for Bobby Skinner this weekend, it's just going to be Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, just annoying me that the Giants are playing on Saturday. Um,
0: <laughs> not, not annoying that they're playing on
1: Christmas, annoying that they're playing on Saturday. I was hoping they'd play on Christmas. Like, oh, I have something to do on the day where I never have anything to do. There you go. Like the only thing I do on Christmas is just, I just usually eat Chinese food. Um, and, but now football and I watch basketball. All right. We have football to watch. It's not the Giants. All right. The Giants or the Vikings defense is 28th in scoring. They're 32nd in yards allowed. Like Oof. for a 13 or not 13. They're a, for a three loss team. You know, they're 11 and three. Their defense is pretty damn bad and they are bad in passing defense. Justin, they sit back in these two high cover, you know, you know, quarters coverages, you know, cover four, cover six. Now they went to single high. And, and blitz and played man coverage versus the Colts. So that makes you think maybe they'll do some of that stuff versus the Giants because the Giants are a run-heavy team that doesn't test you deep. But I think I think they're going to sit back and do what they do, which is I think the Giants should have a, a similar game pan, game plan versus the Commanders, but much different in a sense too.
0: Well, it should be different. Because the Giants need to score points this game. Uh, I, I, they're, they're not going to get by with just scoring seven offensive points, especially on the back of an 18 play <laughs> on the, on the, of, on the back of an 18 play drive. There does need to be some, even if there's not 20 plus yard plays, we got to, we got to get some 15 to 19 yard plays in here. That's at least flipping the script and accelerating the, the tempo of a drive a little bit here. So this Vikings defense should be had. Obviously, you know, to an extent, knowing the Giants limitations, but you cannot get by this game, at least in my opinion, can't get by with just scoring seven offensive points and having the same exact game plan and the same exact flow of the game against the commanders offense has got to step up here.
1: No, we'll talk about what their offense and Justin Jefferson, like you got to score points this week. Um, So the quick here's where I think it should be the same. You're playing these two high coverages. They play off coverage. Well, Work the quick game. Like they should work the quick game on early downs. We saw last week on 11 out of 13 pass, passing first downs. They ended up converting in the first downs. So work the quick game on it. Um, and guess what? They have a guy in Zadarius Smith who can wreck your passing game. You know, he's got 10 sacks, 21 QB hit, 34. He's having an amazing, a great year. And they are probably going to line him up on Evan Neal, Mark Lewinsky. Like they move him all over and just kind of, you know, you'll hear about on in the interview. Like they like to like, uh, you know line them up on your weak spot but they're only 24th in pressure Zedarius on himself can ruin the game but they as a total they're 24th in uh, pressure basically you got to test them you got to test and this isn't just a Vikings game plan but you know they're playing in these off coverages you have to test them okay because you can get you can beat these these two high coverages okay they are not immune uh to the deep plays in fact sometimes it leaves guys wide open because they have to play up when they're playing when they start off playing back so you cannot go into this game with a game plan of Daniel Jones not throwing the ball over 15 yards. I'm not saying you have to go wild, but there's, there needs to be concerted efforts to attack downfield.
0: How would you do that? Who would you do it with? And, and is it anybody? Does that involve anybody but Darius Slayton? Well, here's
1: something, and I, I kind of thought about this when I was working on the film review for the Commanders game. One, yes, Darius Slayton needs to be a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely, Darius Slayton has to be a part of it. But you know what? We've only thrown the ball twenty plus yards to Darius Slayton. Right. Like I, I, I think only, like since the, you know those guys got hurt. Like they only been unless like you know a dig route like got to twenty yards or something. I think you got to throw the ball to Hodgins deep. You know he's he gets one on one coverage. He's a so, like he's a you know he's a solid route runner. Like he, I, I, I think you got to do it with Hodgins a little bit. I know they threw him one versus the Eagles and he he didn't track the ball well. But I think you got to do it with Hodges a little bit and look for to the get these chunk plays. And also, you can do stuff like run four verts. I know that doesn't really work versus the quarter stuff, but just maybe talking more in just general playing football. Um, there's there's got to be more efforts to do that. And also, I think you have to put like get Daniel Jones to like hit trying to hit the holes on the sideline, which I think has been his biggest negative this year. Is he doesn't really pull the trigger on, on those a lot,
0: dude. How about? Utilizing Daniel Bellinger as a route runner just a little bit. I understand a lot of the times he has to chip. I understand that last week he dropped a pass on a route that was somewhat ran down the field. And any time that Daniel Bellinger catches a ball that's past the line of scrimmage, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) look at that. That usually doesn't happen. And I remember in that Jaguars game, we finally started to see it. We finally started to see Daniel Bellinger actually be involved in somewhat of a conventional passing game. And then, of course, he gets his eye poked out. So how about we start getting this uh, Daniel Bellinger momentum a little bit? Because, you know, I understand he's not the most athletic tight end of the world, but he's also not the least athletic tight end of the world. I think he should be involved in the passing game outside of just being a check down option.
1: Which is, would be like kind of throwing something at the Vikings that they have not seen on the film, on film versus the Giants, you know? Yeah. And again, I, and I'm not just saying like we don't just have to throw the ball deep, throw the ball deep, but attack deep, attack deep and. You know, that lets you like, you know, get down to some of the intermediate yeah. stuff, which first the commanders, they did not do. They did not do besides like one third and nine play. They did not, they did not attack deep. They did not attack safeties at all. And so it was, it was just solely quick game. So work the quick game, but do not live solely yeah. off of the quick game.
0: And I wholeheartedly um, believe that the passing game does set up a running game a lot. I mean, the whole, the old adage in football is the run sets up the pass. I wholeheartedly believe that when you start. Attacking teams, especially on early downs with some quick throws and maybe use the passing game as an extension of the running game. Therefore, when you hit him with the run, um, I think the run becomes that much more effective that way. So um, the Vikings, they don't have an astoundingly great run defense, but it is, I would say, above average to an average level. But if the Giants are able to throw the ball well... And it gets the Vikings on their heels thinking, oh, sh-, you know, here, oh crap, here we go again. We got to defend the pass and we're going to allow a lot of passing yards. Um, I uh, hopefully it opens up Saquon Barkley and also hopefully Saquon Barkley, um, is in December primetime form like we saw him last week a little bit.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we get good ass. And, and I think working the play action should work well versus them kind of like the way it did versus Green Bay and, and some yeah. of the coverages they ran. Um, with Saquon Barkley in the running game, like you said, they're, they're, they're an average run defense. Now they've got Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Phillips, who are good players in the middle. By the way, I just want to say, I is Dalvin Thomas like the most like just liked player to leave the Giants in the last ten years? Like who, who's just like like everyone like no one has ever said a bad word about Dalvin Tomlinson?
0: No, well, I don't. I don't think he deserves any bad words to say. Yeah, about Yeah, but you him. know
1: how it is. Like there's no matter who you are, like people will talk bad about B.J. Hill. You know when he when he left the. No one. I, I just think Dalvin's the most like guy. I'm. A, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully, get a nice picture with him.
0: Yeah, he left on good terms too. Yeah.
1: Um, looking back at it, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe we maybe we should have just, you know, not signed Kenny Galladay and kept Dalvin Tomlinson Like, remember the the debate was Dalvin Thomason versus Dora Jackson, and people well, wrongly <laughs> were picking Dalvin. It sh- the debate should have been keeping, get ready, not getting Galladay and keeping Dalvin and Zeitler
2: How about
0: how about Kyle Rudolph?
1: Yes, no Kyle Rudolph, too. Sure. By the way, we don't have any revenge games for players this week. Actually, oh no. We, let, me, let me double check, but I, I didn't double check the practice squad. We have mm. one coach. Um, we do have we do have one coach. So, they play from light boxes. Obviously, in the too high, again, they may adjust to the Giants, but I think they've clinched their playoff spot. I think they're going to want to play what their defense is, their identity is, because um, that's what they're going to run in the playoffs. Um, Saquon had a good... Fourth quarter versus the commanders. We gotta run the ball well. Like it's it's as simple as that. I think Bredesen being back helps. Hopefully they put Gates at center. It's not gonna happen. But I just no, want to put that on record that they should put Gates at center before no, we go John, into this. John pod.
0: Feliciano is the third alternate for the for the Pro Bowl, so they're Screw not gonna the put Nick Gates at center. Thomas is better than Tristan Morris play left tackle. Um
1: but again, like it's no, I'm not. I'm not giving you guys the same, anything super in depth, but they play from those light boxes. You should be able to run run the ball on the Vikings. Like there's, this is a team you should be able to run the ball on if yep. if you want to be a running team.
0: If Saquon um, Barkley's right, and if he's not going to be the the Saquon Barkley that we saw between the the Houston game and the the Eagle game.
1: Yeah, basically. Let's talk about their offense, Justin.
0: Their I have a point- I have a question first. Go for it. Breaking news. Um, the Vikings will be wearing white jerseys. How do you feel about that? I think that puts a wrench in things. Um, we're gonna
1: be we're gonna be wearing blue, blue in a dome. It's gonna be like when we play the Cowboys, basically. Yeah, I kind of like that. The blue is just like it just sparkles more in the dome. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I agree. Like I it, love it. It's like it's you know it's it's extra blue. Uh, like it's the most royal of blues when it's in the dome.
0: They're gonna be wearing all white, so it's that it's literally gonna look like. They're just snowflakes on the football field.
1: They are. I hate. I put it on record today too. I hate the state of Minnesota. Mm. Um, their their offense, man. It's Justin Jefferson so good, 115 yards per game, and he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. So we can sit here and talk about how to cover him, and we will. There's kind of no real answers for the guy because he does everything, everything well. Like I think you gotta like. When he's on the sideline, you have to give him cloud coverage. Like you have to double team him. Um, because if you put him in single coverage, he is just going to eat you alive on the sideline route tree. He will eat you alive on that route tree. There's, there's no stopping him on that, but then they'll put him in the slot and he runs these choice routes. You know, he understands leverage at an elite, you know, like the best in the NFL and he kills you in that. So there's really no way to stop him. It's just, I think you got to hope. Here's the way to stop (laughs) Justin Jefferson. You (laughs) got a way to stop Justin Jefferson in the Vikings offense to me is force him to run longer developing routes, which is, you know, those in breakers, you know, some of the, you know, stuff outplay action. And the Vikings interior offensive line is bad Ed Ingram. Uh, he's, you know, has, he's really struggling as a rookie Garrett Bradbury. He's injured. Their other guard isn't great. Um, we need Dex and Leo to dominate. Like, I'm not gonna ask Kayvon and Aziz to dominate versus O'Neal and Darasaw. but Dex and Leo, like, we can't have one of those guys dominate. Like, this we need to have like a a Dex versus, you know, the uh, Commanders game and a Leo versus Seahawks game and one yep. because we have to dominate them up front and just create enough negative plays and hope that Kirk can't get to, like, just force them to run longer developing plays.
0: Yeah, uh, the Vikings, they are one of the more pass-happy teams in the NFL on early downs. You know, obviously, we're advocating for the Giants to do that. The Vikings actually do do that. And I was watching the uh, a couple weeks ago after it happened because it was just an insane game, the Vikings and the Bills game. And I noticed that, too, especially on third downs. The Vikings love to run those long-developing kind of comeback plays on the sideline, and Justin yeah. Jefferson—he's he the best ever. Like not best ever. But he he is amazing
1: running running those sideline routes.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, at least the nice thing about running those sideline routes is maybe you can't really kill. You get killed with yards after the catch because there's not a lot of field to really go with after that. But I still think Justin Jefferson's averaging like five yards after the catch per reception anyway. Um. And it's not like he's just an intermediate target. Justin Jefferson's very very good. He accounts for uh forty one percent of the team's percentage of air yards. And I think it's like 45% of the team's completed air yards. He basically is 50% one man, 50% of the Minnesota Vikings passing offense. And they do like to throw the ball a decent amount too. But something that they're not doing very well this year, um, is running the ball. No.
1: And luckily for the Giants that they only run zone because that's when the Giants have had even some, what's some, bit of success stopping the run has been versus zone teams and the Vikings. That's what they run with, with, uh, with Dalvin cook. They do have success when they run off Christian Darris on the left side. So like, that's gotta be a focus in this game is making sure we got the strong side over there. Um, we like, like I said, with the pass rush, like I really think a lot of the weight of this game defensively lies on Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, because those guys can dominate on the inside and, and you know, stop them from working their double teams. Like we need we need those guys to murder them on the inside this week for us to have a shot. Um but it also when you play zone, it's just a, our linebackers suck, but when they play versus zone team, it's just it's a lot easier reads. When teams are running counter and trap, like that's when the linebackers are at their absolute
0: worst. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is not having a good year. Like really he's been you know, according you know, with some of the advanced metrics that I look at, he's been one of the worst backs in the league. I know he has a lot of yards, um. So obviously, you know, you 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 look at running back yards, and always oh, one of the top running backs in the league. He has not been as good and as efficient as he has been in the past. So four
1: point one uh, yards per carry—that's bad. Well. And they're 28th in rushing as a a total anyways. Like, as a team, he gets all the carries. Like, you would think they give more carries to guys like Madison. They don't give them any. They distribute their workload for the running backs like the Giants do with Saquon. Like, it's all Cook.
0: Yeah. And so this is where I get kind of dumbfounded looking at the Vikings and trying to evaluate them as a team. And this is why I think like Vegas doesn't fully believe in them. You know, there's people that say the Vikings are one of the more luckier teams in the NFL. DVOA has the Vikings offense ranked 20th in the league. They have the Giants' offense ranked 14th. Um, the Giants' passing offense is ranked 10th. The rushing offense is ranked 10th, and their official ranking is 14th. But again, the Vikings are 20th. Their passing offense is ranked 17th, and their rushing offense is ranked 22nd. So despite having Dalvin Cook, despite having Justin Jefferson, despite having a lot of these pieces, and you know, you would think at least good tackles, but the interior of the offensive line is weak, their offense is still ranked below average that's why I think like this Vikings team can be had and despite the heavy hand that the Giants are playing against this is a game that if the Giants kind of play it perfectly and they continue not to turn over the ball and Kirk Cousins has thrown a little bit of interceptions or this is a game where it feels like we're due to get an interception or two even if it's off of a tipped pass they need something They need it, man. They need it. I feel like they can do it. And I, I'm getting close to believing Bobby Skinner.
1: Well, hopefully, you can get in the pre you know, pressure Kirk Cousins up the interior and kind of get him to throw inaccurately. Because again, they have Jeff, you can double Jefferson uh, and you can double Jefferson and Jefferson will still win, by the way. And then, you know, Thielen is not what he once was, but he's still going to, KJ Osborne's like a solid weapon uh, for them as well. Like, he yeah, KJ is-
0: Osborne he is- was huge last week and coming back against Colts.
1: Yeah, I think he had over 100 yards in that game. So Career best game last week for KJ Osborne. Um, anything else? No. Right, we got a great interview this week with Sean Syed, who, again, is like a must-follow for football stuff, not just Viking stuff. Um, so go follow him at, at Syed Schemes. But first, this episode was brought to you by SeatGeek. Live events are here, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. Go to this Vikings-Giants game. If, you're in, if, if you are so... If you are unfortunately having to live in Minnesota, go to wow. this game. If you don't know what Cick is, one, have you not listened to Talking Giants? Two, their ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I've got the app on my phone. I was look I was looking at Cheese It Bowl tickets the other day with Julian. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And confidence is a big part of our lives, guys. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And here's Sean Syed. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome onto the program. He covers the Vikings for SB Nation and Daily Norseman, Sean Syed at Syed Schemes. Sean, uh, it's good to get you on the show. We've kind of been in contact for a little over a year. You've been like a lifesaver for me with some film stuff last year when it got pretty brutal. And then now I have like notifications on because I like seeing all your scheme stuff that you post. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, Bobby, I appreciate that. You know, I know it's a, it's a real big time for New York sports. We got the jets competitive the giants, maybe going to get, hopefully get in the playoffs, the Yankees judges, captain, you know, the Mets got Correa, So it's a, it's a fun time to be interested in New York sports for sure. Yeah. It's
1: been a, uh, so good in the Vikings, you know, you, you, you've been covering them for what a year now um yep. or, yeah this or, is my my first year doing it so you know two teams with first year head coaches you know over exceeding expectations vikings are what you know three only three losses the giants but the first question i'm going to go with is more sentimental how's our how's our guy dalvin Tomlinson doing because he might be the most beloved player that's just left the giants
2: that's funny you mentioned him i think that you know, everyone loves Justin Jefferson, obviously on the Vikings, but Dalvin Tomlinson is actually far and away my, my favorite player. He's just he's such a hard worker. I think he plays such a tough position. Uh, and I mean, I had to do an appreciation article for him uh, a few weeks ago just because he, you know, he pops off and he's someone that's so easy to like. He's a, he's kind of fun on the interviews and stuff. So I've been I've been really happy for him. And I know you guys miss him because he's doing so well for the Vikings. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, he's like the nicest guy ever. Like you said, plays an underappreciated position um, and just has always done his job and done it well. Um, The first thing I always ask on these interviews, though, is on the defensive side for the Vikings, you know, first year defensive coordinator. What is the bread and butter that they do? Um, And I'll ask you, I know what you're going to say, but do you think they will change that versus the Giants?
2: Yeah, that's a a great question. Uh, Ed Donatel is their first-year coordinator, comes from that kind of popular Vic Fangio tree. They want to play light boxes, right? They don't want to commit too many bodies to stop the run. You're going to see those four down linemen with two good edge rushers, and they're going to stay in too high for pretty much most of that game. They're going to work their safeties in different ways, but really kind of playing quarter, quarter, half, half, quarter, quarter, different kind of techniques in that way to be able to force the offense to take long drives, right? The defense wants to force the offense to take take another snap, check it down, make you churn out play after play with the assumption that eventually you'll probably make a mistake or maybe a misassignment miss here or there can cause an issue. And the changes from that, really one of the big criticisms of the Vikings defense has been, oh, they you know play so much off coverage. They're not really playing tight to receivers. And against the Colts, you know, they actually, they blitzed a lot more, which I don't think that's really what Ed Tell loves to do. I think he wants to sit back and coverage more often. So seeing a little bit more blitz from the Colts versus the Colts, playing more man coverage and versus the Colts, it might not be something where they can do that the whole entire rest of the season in the playoffs and such, but against the giants, a team who no disrespect to the giants, but maybe not feel too threatened by those receivers might be a situation where, Hey, we can play man coverage and maybe not get out of our whole entire base stuff, but still kind of challenge routes a little bit more.
1: Yeah, for the Giants, when we do these preview pods on Friday, it's been like, hey, you know, you know how the the Fangio stuff is kind of going throughout the league right now. And it's like, hey, this team runs out of two. But the Giants have been in a spot where teams change that, where they'll go to, you know, the single high. They will stack the box. And, you know, the Giants aren't t- really going to even – they're not even to test you with their receivers, uh, you know, deep. They'll take a couple, you know, a couple shots, but their concepts aren't even testing you. And then they like to run the ball. The commanders switched that up last week where they, you know, they kind of get just like ran what they ran, uh, run against them. And the Giants went to some quick game. Um, is that is that the way that the Vikings, like, you know, they've been bad stopping the pass all year. Is that how teams have beaten them is using that, sh- you know, shotgun quick game?
2: I think a, a few different ways the Vikings have really gotten attacked is one, actually pl- the play action game has been a struggle for the Vikings. And, you know, it makes sense. I feel... So bad for NFL linebackers, right? You got to run up to fit the run. Uh, you're, you know, coach your whole entire life. You see kind of someone coming at you, then you got to bail all the way back out for pass. So that's been, I think, a little bit tough where either communication issues or really offenses, I think now just do a good job in the play action game and really finding different ways to just make linebackers' lives hard. And, you know, in the Fangio defenses and really in what the Vikings play, every single defensive coverage, every call, has a weak spot, right? There is no perfect call. If there was a perfect call, I think everyone would run it. But really those linebackers in different ways can, you know, have one guy below him, one guy uh, kind of going behind him and that person's conflicted. So that I think in the past game is the best way to do it. And I would be curious, you know, I, I did like what I saw from the Giants quick game against the commanders. I think it is something that the Giants can go to. But again, it's something that I think the Vikings are happy to allow in that, hey, how many times can you pass protect against our guys? How many times is Daniel Jones going to make the right throw, make the right read, uh, and really kind of matriculate down the field slowly but sure?
1: Yeah, and that's been, the Giants have kind of went to that out of necessity with some of their pass protection issues up front. I know, you know, the Vikings have, you know, Hunter on one side and then Zedarius Smith. Where does Zedarius line up? Is he kind of on both sides, over the left tackle, over the right tackle?
2: So I'm glad you're asking that. And I think I know why you're asking that because it seems like you guys maybe have one kind of bookend tackle and the other side, I think maybe working out a little bit and kind of working the kinks out. So what they do with that Smith has been interesting because he will line up on the edge at times. um, But what I've liked that Adonantel has done is, you know, I think the offensive line is kind of a weak link system, right? You want to have five really solid guys, but if you have one that maybe is still working things out, maybe lacking on certain things, Adonantel is going to find him. So I would expect, you know, if you think your right guard maybe isn't the best pass protector, that's where Z'Darrius Smith will end up getting lined up. And it seems like Smith does like rushing from the inside as well as the outside. So I would anticipate seeing a little bit of Z'Darrius Smith on the inside as well and not just kind of over that right tackle.
1: Okay, that's interesting because like the Giants have had, you know, really bad like issues protecting on the inside. Bredesen, they returned from the left guard. But Glowinski at right tackle, and then Evan Neal's, you know, gone through some – he's had two of his worst games these past two weeks um, playing that. Now, the Giants ran the ball very successfully as a start of the season. And then, you know, you want to look at it when you look at the rush totals, you know, per game because Daniel Jones adds to it. But they've been a bad handoff team for about a month and a half now. And one of the reasons I, th- I think that is one teams are stacking the box, but two, they're getting run blitz like crazy. Is that something that the Vikings have done versus like, like, for example, the Colts who could be a run heavy team?
2: So the Vikings did it a little bit. It seemed like it was a little bit out of necessity because obviously we saw you know the biggest comeback in NFL history. And I think the Vikings were really trying to speed up the Colts' offense and try and force some of those fumbles that looked like they were returned for touchdowns but weren't called touchdowns. So I wouldn't anticipate seeing tons of run blitzes, especially because I think the Vikings trust those interior run defenders like our favorite player, Dalvin Tomlinson, and they do a good job kind of eating those blocks up inside, but it's definitely a place where I would certainly expect Saquon Barkley is going to get the ball, especially, you know, if if the whole entire offense is built out of him, it's not like they're going to just go away from him, but that inside, I think, is a little bit more difficult to run against on those Vikings for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of been the giant's issues. It's on the interior. Um, switching over to the offense. Giants are worse and, and rush DRs per carry. So, you know, you know, Tuesday morning, we think about the Vikings and think about how good the Vikings run game has been with Dalvin cook. And then you look at it and they've had issues this year. What has stopped them from doing it? Like, have they changed away from the zone running team that they were like, what's been the, you know, why hasn't cook been able to get, like, get established and get going this year?
2: Yeah, the run game, I think it's been a little frustrating. I'm sure, you know, Kevin O'Connell is a first-year head coach looking at the video is probably a little bit frustrated with it as well. They're really just almost like just run zone, right? Like that is what they do. They do some of the things that the Giants do in terms of duo and a little bit more kind of in-your-face at-you runs. But in zone, zone blocking, it is it is hard, right? I think some people think if you're running zone to the left, that right side, oh, they don't have to do a lot. But then you have on Thibodeau like running full speed to go kind of run that line and get the running back. So it's usually just like one issue where you can't get your double team as fast or you just can't make that kind of last really inch that you need. And I think Dalvin Cook is still good and I think he's still got juice in his tank, but it seems like something where it's, you know, maybe just a player misses here or really just small missed assignments that really now defenses, I think, have evolved more to deal with the zone game. Where I think that if anyone's watched the last two commanders games, just how many times they've run counter and that's not really something the Vikings do. So I think it's gonna be a different look for Giants fans you know seeing a team run just just more zone just really over and over and sometimes it feels like the Vikings are almost wasting downs by doing that based on those other threats in the on the team
1: it'd be interesting to see because even the commanders like they they ran a lot more of like you said the counter stuff because the Giants when they play as a zone team like you know the Tennessee Titans week one Derrick Henry um, and even the Seahawks and Kenneth Walker they play fairly well you know because they like to stack the ball I don't think those well I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't know if they'll stack the box versus the Vikings, but when they're just playing that zone, they've been fine. But when they play counters and gaps, I mean, it's it's some of the worst run defense I've seen, you know, covering the Giants in four years. Part of that is just a linebacker play is horrendous. The other part is, you know, you have two great D linemen in Dex and Leo, and then teams have just kind of been running at the, when they're in those three D linemen sets, they'll run at the third one um, and then pull, pull towards them. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of get, get Dalvin, Get negative plays, because that's kind of what the Giants defense is built on right now, because they're not talented. is just creating a, enough negative plays to get teams off the field, even though they're just they're not going to be better than you across the line. Um,
2: I think that's that's such a smart way to play defense, right? If you recognize, hey, you know, we're not the most talented team in the world, and I think that's OK. Leaning into that kind of volatility and saying, you know what, we have to make a play. Right. We're going to try and try and do something more fun. We're going to hire Wink. We're going to really be kind of attacking offenses and just make one or two enough turnovers, kind of fight back on third down and win enough to really give our offense a fighting. chance. Well, and with that, now we're playing a Vikings off,
1: uh, you know, passing game where, I mean, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, You know, he's averaging what, like 128 yards per game, the Giants, they don't have any corners, you know, their, their starting corners were not on the roster when the, when, you know, 53 man cutdowns happened with, after a Jackson got injured, they've lived out of, you know, single high cover one, cover three, the past couple of weeks though, especially the commanders games, they kind of transitioned to some too high coverages. You know, the most they ran in the season versus a receiving core. That's not the Vikings, but like diverse and good. in the commanders with Terry Dotson and Curtis Samuel, um, but still running their blitzes and stuff on third down. Is that something that Kurtz had trouble with is, you know, those kind of those exotic pressures that Wink Martindale will send?
2: Yeah, I think that's really going to be something that could be a big thing to worry about on the Vikings end, especially the way that the Giants send pressure, the way they kind of do that kind of fun stuff inside where the Vikings, their center, Uh, Is out again, so we have a backup guy at center, right? And if you think there might be a weak link on the Vikings' offensive line, okay, maybe it's that right guard spot where he's kind of figuring things out. So I think that's something where the Giants should actually lean into that and say, "Hey, we are going to send pressure because we can speed you up." Now I do think Cousins has played pretty decent under pressure, but again, you know, you just you get a hit early on in the game. I think things do add up eventually, and enough third down misses where, especially early on versus the Eagles for the Vikings game, you know, one bad throw kind of snow piles on and on and on. But I do like that we're facing the Vikings are facing the Giants later in the season. Kevin O'Connell has seen so many different pressures. I think at this point where it feels like, Hey, we bought TJ Hawkinson into the room. And a lot of that is because we can, you know, if you're going to blitz and send a lot of resources, Justin Jefferson, there's still going to be ways for the Vikings to kind of win those matchups one-on-one.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting because Wink Martindale is kind of known for not wanting to bracket receivers, but when you have a Jackson out, um and facing justin jefferson i do think there'll be some adjust i mean his his cover his coverage usage was the most diverse of the season last week where you know at, every single one in the book i think he used like but at a maximum of six times a minimum of four times um so i think they'll throw a lot at them and like you said try and create as much negative plays as possible the interior offensive line you mentioned bradbury injured ed ingrams had some struggles that can be the Giants' strength with dexter lawrence and leonard williams is it bad enough to where like they could wreck the game level, or is it like the or O'Connell's been able to scheme around that?
2: Yeah, I think that not that, hey, the offensive line is bad enough to say when we walk get off the bus, we're afraid we're going to lose this game because of the offensive line. To me, it's almost more that, hey, this Giants defensive line is so good that the Giants defensive line, I think, can win a game by itself in that, in that Sunday night game versus the Commanders. I mean, hey, you get a strip sack touchdown, that is, that swings the entire game. And obviously in the NFL, when margins are so slim, I think that's something that the Giants can take advantage of. So not that the Vikings offensive line is just, is just this kind of, you know, uh, holding the red flag in front of a bull or anything like that, but really more of a compliment to that Giants defensive line where the Vikings offense, we just. They just ran 93 offensive plays last week, right? You know, off an emotional high. They just had to pass protect for so long. And where I do think things are more coming together, it's still a place where I would certainly say it's a plus matchup for the Giants on that defensive end.
1: Sean, I appreciate you coming on. So usually we tell people to follow our guests and it's like, well, they only post about the Titans. So they're not a great follow. You're a great follow if you're just a football fan and X's and O's fan, which most of our our people are. Where can people uh, follow your work?
2: Bobby. I appreciate that. You know, just follow It's at side schemes, S Y E D. And then the name schemes. Yeah, you're right. I just, I just love football. It's, it's really, really hard not to love. You know, it's so funny last week we had that bills game in that snow, you know, it, it's hard not to be romantic about football. Uh, I don't love the cold, but yeah, I can follow along through the rest of the season as it gets a little colder. I, l- I just love breaking down football stuff and we'd love to hear from everyone about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the list for the listeners, Sean will be watching some random Iowa State game and he'll post a clip like, oh, they're running this. And I'm like, okay, like Sean's just always <laughs> dialed in for football. Like, and that's a, a good fall. What do you what do you before we go, what do you think about uh playing on Saturday? Would you rather than held it off for Sunday or are you you like the way they did it?
2: That's a good question. So the Vikings have had such a weird schedule. They had the London game, you know, they've had it was like five games in 28 days or something like that. I will say I do like having football on every day, you know, so it's, it's just nice to nice to have. I was just talking to some buddies and saying, you know, I'm getting kind of tired. It's the end of the season. How many crazy roller coaster games are we gonna have? And then, you know, they respond right back like, "Look, we don't have that many weeks of this left, so let's spread it out as much as possible." You know, God bless my wife for just being patient with me and letting me watch the games as much as as I need. So I'm I'm good with it. Kind of more games on different days, and as long as you know the Vikings get rest up from their last Saturday, they get that extra day of rest, kind of going the week forward and they get ramped up for the postseason, So I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah.
1: And, and you're coming off the high of the biggest comeback victory ever. You got to cover, um, which is funny because, you know, the giants have had a good year, but I remember at halftime of that game, like I'm thinking like the Colts on a good team. I'm like, man, when's the last time I just, it could be halftime. And I'm like, I, I know almost for sure my team's going to win. And then, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, an hour later, it's the biggest comeback victory of all time. So Sean, appreciate you. Uh, Hopefully we get to talk soon, and uh, you know everyone go follow him, and we'll we'll uh, we're thankful for you, man.
2: Thanks so much, Bobby. Really appreciate it.
0: Hey, Sean, you better hope I never get back in. I will kick your. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy
1: dogs, and have some fun. All right, thanks, Sean, for coming on the show. Make sure to go give him a follow. Now we bring on to the program our weatherman, Danny King. Danny, I know we're, it's it's very domy out there this weekend. But what's the weather like
3: in Minnesota? God, it would have been fantastic if they were playing outdoors because obviously, what? This camera angle is weird. There we go. Fix it. It's supposed to be like a flash freeze warning. That's what they're calling it. And with this storm, at kickoff Sunday, I hit the wrong. On kickoff Sunday, it's going to be two degrees below zero. That's just the regular temperature. That's just the regular temperature that feels like it's going to be 23 degrees below zero with 17 mile per hour winds.
1: God, Dude, I, this is this segment is just like, I'm so glad I don't live in Minnesota anymore. I, yeah,
3: literally, the high on Saturday is going to be two degrees. Two degrees. That's the highest we'll get outside the stadium. I it's going
1: to be the coldest we get probably for this winter for us. It's a low of 32, high of 50.
3: God, oh, wait. The iguanas are going to be falling from the trees. Yes, yes. It's going to be all so. frozen. Let's go. And
1: the iguanas have been slowly like working their way up a little more north, too,
3: so. Oh, so, uh, there should be so many iguanas. I'm looking forward to those videos. Danny, what's the trivia like for this week? So, you guys have been hating on the trivia recently. So, I'm like, all right, well, it's the Vikings. We haven't played the Vikings since this show has been in, founded. So, this is going to be a yes, fun week.
1: Yes, we have. 2000, we, we played them. Remember the you're week right, five game? You're right. You're right. I forgot. Huge, that was a huge game, Danny. Darius, I think that was the most deep throws Daniel Jones ever had in a game, was that game. Darius in
3: touchdown. I wasn't able to watch that game. I had to go to some dumb confirmation. So that's why I don't remember that. But that's besides the point. Uh, You record a podcast. Well, I mean, I watched it like after. I think I got back like halftime, but I just put that game out of my memory. That's besides the point. Uh, Giants have played the Vikings 29 times. Fun fact, the Vikings lead the series 17 to 12. Tragic. Let's make it 17 to 13 this week. But which Giants running back? So which Giants running backs? That means there's multiple here in a single game hold two touchdowns that's the max uh, uh, it's four Giants have two touchdowns in a single game against the Vikings which running backs
0: Brandon Jacobs is one
3: Hmm.
0: that doesn't mean it's correct or wrong by the way Frank clear. Gifford is another Ooh. he's not a running back what is he quarterback
3: you're uh, all right Continue, Bobby. Oh, yeah. So, Bobby, Um, do you got any names? I don't know. Rodney Hampton. Mm hmm. Great. I'm glad we're back to good old trivia questions here. I can't get. Frank Gifford
0: on Pro Football Reference is not listed as a quarterback. Halfback. He is
1: a running back. Sorry. I was was mistaken. Cancel Bobby Skinner.
3: That's bleeding I saw a white
1: guy, number 16. I just. (laughs) <laughs> All right. People are going to be really mad. I, I screwed that up. It's you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm not going to feel bad about not knowing about a guy from the 1950s.
3: All right. So I'm guessing you guys are just going to give up on this one.
0: I, I have two solid. I have Brandon right, Jacobs Brandon and Frank
3: J- Brandon J- Bobby. I'm going to say
1: Rodney Hampton and... Ron Dane screw it. Mm, right. That is not true.
3: That's all. All none of those were correct. <laughs> not, not a not. single one. First was Otis Anderson, Week fourteen, nineteen ninety. Said him too. Oh, tiki Barber, Week eight, two thousand four. Said Tiki too. Curveball, Mike Cloud in the same game, Week eight, two thousand four, had two t- Russian touchdowns that day. Mike Cloud. Yeah, Mike Cloud. And then the f- uh, fourth one was just for fun, because I know you guys would never get this. Steve uh, furlough, week four, 1965. Wow. That was a good one, Danny. There we go. I, you see, I thought it was quality. We were, we we're back. We had two rough weeks. We're back, though. We're back Mike, on track.
0: Mike Cloud? Mike Cloud? Yep, Mike Cloud.
1: I remember. I, I was thinking Mike Hunt, but he didn't <laughs> make it. All right, let's do uh, Fantasy. Justin, you have the first pick this week, but you are not in first place. You, after a forty-point outing, you are two point nine points off the lead. Danny, you are uh, you're falling behind. You're seventy five points back. You'll be picking second, and then I am in first place, but we'll be picking third. I've got a, a two point nine point lead, so I've lost the last couple of weeks, which means I'm due for a big win this week. Justin, who's the first pick? I, I would go with the curveball here and like Adam Thielen. Like you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I man. I, would, I
3: would go Dalvin Cook really. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm I'm even thinking about a you know Kenny Galladay, you know Revenge Game. Ooh, right. shout he out! He didn't great. he never played for the Vikings, but great call. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the man who I share a first name with, and that is Justin Jefferson.
1: Let's try and think of some other Justins on the team, but I can't. Can't? Yeah, I mean, it's the most obvious pick of all time. All right, Danny, this is where it's it's, it's tough. Who's your second pick?
3: I just had music blaring from my headphones. That scared the crap out of me. But my second pick, Justin took Justin Jefferson, of course. It's going to be Saquon. It's going to be Saquon. Uh, Saquon. I, Dalvin Cook. uh Ain't really Dalvin Cook in it. And you guys have talked about the Vikings run game. They're off the line. Eh. And the way the Giants uh play the run zone gives them their best chance. <laughs> Saquon had a good week. Uh, maybe he could get a touchdown here this week. Uh it was, it, it, Saquon last week was more of the Saquon we were enjoying. Still nothing crazy, but we were enjoying him a little more. So I'm going to take Saquon this week
1: okay i'm taking dalvin cook obviously they're starting running back now here's where it's like there's there's like literally five six different guys you could take here like you can go with the giants well any of their receivers i think would be a decent bet here and then because Thielen and osborne like one will have a good game great game the other will not do so much you know i'm gonna believe in the giants i'm gonna go darius slayton he didn't have a great game whoa Last week, I'm going, to, I'm going to go Darius Slayton this week. We, we need Darius Slayton this week, so I'm going to go Darius Slayton. I'm going, I'm going Giants uh, instead of trying to pick between two players. All right, Danny, who's your second pick?
3: Yeah, I mean, this, you said it. This is where it doesn't get fun. Well, it gets fun, but like it's much more challenging. Because Adam Feeling, like you said, you could have great weeks. you could have bad weeks. KJ Osborne came back and kind of really dominated. I'm going to have to go the guy that's more experienced. So that's just going to be Adam Phelan. I'm an Adam Phelan stan. I love him. He's on my fantasy team every single year. I'd rather die with that man, even though he cost me games majority of weeks. That's besides the point. Give me Adam i
1: Adam Thielen. He's feeling good. Justin, you have back-to-back picks.
0: I have back-to-back picks. So, for the sake of narrative, I will be taking Richie James first. And then I will be following that up with a little bit of KJ Osborne.
1: Slot City. Slot City here. Even though the Vikings really move all their guys around inside and out. But... Cage Osborne is mostly in the slot. Yeah, Richie James. I mean, he's the Giants. Like, He gets the most catches
3: every week, essentially, for the Giants.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, Danny, who's your uh, third pick?
3: Uh, uh, I'm going to go – I was going to go Richie if he was here, but I'm going to be going Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, I mean, they targeted Isaiah Hodgins in a big spot last week. Maybe Isaiah Hodgins will get a touchdown this week. You know, that's wishful thinking. But, uh, yeah, give me Isaiah Hodgins. All
1: right, I'm going to go D- TJ Hawkinson. He was in play for me with the last pick I had, um, and then so we've taken all three of the Vikings receivers, their running back, their tight end, all the receivers and running backs for the Giants. So I'm just going to go process elimination. We go Daniel Bellinger, I and mean, he's the only starter I, I that's out there left. Daniel Bellinger, Danny, your last pick.
3: You know, it's always fun at this point of the draft when I'm just looking for anyone that would make sense. Um, let's see. What did uh? No, I'm not going to take him. I'm There's just a
1: first-timer out there who I feel like should get a shot.
3: First-timer out there. Interesting. Because I truly don't know. I'm looking at... What's what this guy done recently? You know? You know what? I'm going to take... For fuck, because I'm so screwed in this draft. I'm going to take Nick Van Nett. There
1: we go. First time being picked in the fantasy draft. Congratulations, Nick Van You have officially been uh, added to the Giants roster when you get picked on the fantasy draft. Congratulations, Nick. Justin, final pick. Oh, God. Um,
0: I guess I'll go Alexander Madison. I mean, he could get a touchdown if they choose it. So... Um, I mean really Madison. The only
1: way he gets Is like if Dalvin Cook Gets injured Or he takes One of his two runs get big yards
0: He had a He had a touchdown I think a couple weeks ago When they played the Jets So
1: Alright Alright So uh To recap Justin who's In second place Has Justin Jefferson Richie James KJ Osborne And Alexander Madison Danny has Saquon Barkley Adam Thielen Isaiah Hodges And Nick Vanette And I have Dalvin Cook Darius Slayton TJ Hawkinson And Daniel Bellinger All right, time for Giant Factors, where we pick our X Factor. Justin, you have the first pick.
0: My Giant Factor is going to be Daniel Bellinger. I talked about it on the top half of the show. This Giants offense is going to need to score points. Yes, the Vikings offense isn't necessarily as great as everybody maybe likes to say that they are. I know they're top 10 in points, but the advanced metrics are a little bit of fugazi on the Minnesota Vikings. But regardless... The Giants offense needs to put out more of a scoring output than they did last week against the Washington Commanders. And Daniel Bellinger needs to be part of the passing game a little bit more. I think expecting Isaiah Hodgins to kind of come out here and maybe have a contested catch or a 15-plus yard, you know, air yard, a target. I think that's a little bit unrealistic. We just haven't seen it, but something that maybe we can expect Daniel Bellinger to be involved in the passing game more. You're a draft pick. You're somewhat of an athletic tight end. I want to see you evolve here. Want to see you evolve to a more consistent, reliable tight end as the games and hopefully the years go on for whatever Giants quarterback that we have, Daniel Bellinger. You are my giant factor,
1: Danny. Who is your giant factor?
3: Uh, I'll go with the guy that was just signed to the active roster, and that's Landon Collins. Because good pick. The Giants, like we like you guys have talked about in life, the linebacker situation is quite dire right now. And Landon Collins is up on this roster for a reason out. Before there was like, what's his role gonna be? Now the converted linebacker, he's gonna have a role this week. Uh last time he played the Vikings, it was obviously it was 2015. He uh what was his stat line that week? He had eight total tackles, one for a loss. That's about all he did that game. But last week he played 27 snaps and he made some big plays in the run game when it was needed against his former team of watch. Atlanta Collins, this week, you're going to get a role. This week, go out there and ball. Show why you're back on this team. Prove your old guy, Dave Gellman, wrong for letting you even walk away in the first place. Atlanta Collins, I'm so happy he's back. And I think he could be, be a key part of why the Giants clinch a playoff spot this week against the Minnesota Vikings. Slow down Dalvin Cook. Make Kirk Cousins think. Do what you got to do. Get a pick. Make a tackle for a loss. Just make a name for yourself out there and show. They brought me back for a reason, and I'm contributing at the right time. Landon Collins, giant factor.
1: Create negative plays. That's what we need out of Landon Collins. Create negative plays. Like our linebackers are way too often just on their heels. So create negative plays. All right, my giant factor for this game. This guy's been good all year. I need him to be amazing today. I need him to play the same way he played versus Seattle Seahawks. Leonard Williams. We know Dex is going to eat. He's done it consistently. Leonard Williams, I don't want you just to play really good this week. I don't want you to just play good. I want you to be great. We need you to put on like your best film of the year. We need you hitting the quarterback, getting five, six pressures, two, three quarterback hits, making two, three, four run stops uh versus their zone running game. Leonard Williams, we know Dexter Lawrence is going to do his thing. Cave and Aziz, They got kind of a tough matchup this week with the Vikings tackles, and they kind of washed their guys around the edge. But with that being said, this Vikings team has a bad interior offensive line. This is a game where you—we need you to dominate, dominate, Leonard Williams. You are a giant factor. All right, time for spread picks. I, we, so myself, Justin, and Danny all had five and two weeks last week. I am at fifty-six and fifty-seven. So Thursday night football can put me back at five hundred, and a winning record this week. You know, I I, I really want to get back to over five hundred. Uh, i'm 56 and 57 justin and danny are both 54 and 59 and the listeners are 52 and 61 they went four and three uh uh last week but before we get into it who is bringing us to spread picks, danny
3: well, as always, uh, the special Saturday slate of NFL games, you should be betting on DraftKings Sportsbook because DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they are my go to on the NFL this holiday season. Is it because of the same game parlays? I mean, it totally is. It's easy and fast payouts, of course. Player prop options, of course. And much more with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone and up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it if you don't got it. We've been over this 100 times. Place the same game and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. This is a fun week just because of how cold most of these games are going to be. There's so many factors when you're looking at uh, what games to be betting on. The one fun game is just going to be Chicago-Buffalo. Uh, That's the one I'm looking at. Uh, Two cold weather teams. uh, Bill's eight-point favorites. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun game to bet on. You just got to, you're just gotta. you going to be sweating that one out. And then the Cowboys-Eagles with that whole dramatic line shift with uh, Jalen Hurts going out. They're now a four-point underdog, the Eagles. So they better hope Jalen Hurts gets healthy soon. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code JOMBOY. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code JOMBOY. J-O-M-B-O-Y. That's how you spell it, case you didn't know minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details
1: all right first game thursday night football jags at jets minus two and a half the 2021 draft class number one and number two overall picks going at it the listeners represented by doug analytics this week congratulations oh god no <laughs> are going jets minus two and a half i'm going jags uh, zach wilson is so bad and i know the Jets have a good defense and they they'll probably keep this game tight but i, I even with trevor lawrence banged up i think the jags are going to do it doug peterson six and oh on thursday night football uh, I'm, go- I'm going i'm going the jags plus two and a half justin who do you got
0: I'm with you, man. Uh, the weather is supposed to be really, really bad. Um, he- heavy rain is uh, supposed to start coming down, uh, in the East Coast pretty soon. If not, you know, we're recording this at 650. It's probably already coming down now, but Jags are just on too much of a good roll right now. And the Jets have a really good defense, but that offense is just really, really pitiful. And I don't trust them to put together these, you know, 12, 13 play drives to, that results in seven points. And I just trust that the Jags will put will put up more points than the Jets, and that's why they're going to win.
3: Danny, Uh yeah, Doug, Doug. What a Doug said make a run for the listeners this week? That's why I was kind of nervous that yeah. he was picking as well. But uh, that's why I said, "Oh no, I love Doug." Just want to make that clear because well, no, like he's, he's Smart, Bobby, Doug's I'm, smart. I know, I, I know, and I, I don't like that because I'm dumb. Bobby, I'm sorry. Is this going to be another Thursday night tweet with all the same picks? The well, Jets the, suck. The they just do. went different. Oh, they did. I didn't know they went different. Uh, I wasn't listening. Bad guy move. Give me the Jaguars, even though actually no. Jaguars are they they experience rain in Florida. They at least I think they all do. Rain. But give me the Jaguars. Yeah,
1: we we, <laughs> we get a lot of rain. All right, Bengals at Patriots plus three. I know I've been riding the Patriots. Their offense is so bad, and that the way they lost to that game is so demoralizing to a team. I think their offense is just totally broken. I'm going Joe Burrow. Bengals minus three. The listeners are agreeing. Danny, who do you got?
3: I I just cannot pick the Patriots after that monstrosity we saw last week of a of a play from Jacoby Myers. Even though people probably good point Jacoby Myers contract, maybe they can uh that lower his value this offseason. Just kidding. Um, yeah, give the give me the Bengals.
1: Justin, I know where you're going.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals, man, because I have Joe Burrow in fantasy playoff semifinal. I have Jamar Chase. I have that beautiful, awesome stack. Tough matchup against uh, our Joe Judge's Patriots, but I need those guys to show out. So give me the Bengals here. Seahawks at Chiefs minus ten. Seahawks battling to get into the playoffs.
1: Chiefs battling to you know get the one seed from the Bills. This is a big spread for the Chiefs coming off of a you know an overtime win versus the Texans. Danny, who you got?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm rooted, we're rooted for the Chiefs hard this week. They lose, and the Giants win. At uh, the Seahawks losing, Giants win playoff spot. But uh, I agree with you. The spread is way too big because the Chiefs almost lost to the Texans, and the Seahawks they're they're bad right now. They're not as good as they were. But I think ten points is a little too much. So give me the Seahawks.
1: Well, myself and the listeners are actually going to go Chiefs minus ten. Justin, who are you Whoa. going
3: with? I'm also going Chiefs
0: minus ten. Whoa,
1: Justin, me and Justin and Biggle agree. City right now. Panthers. Or lions at panthers plus two and a half. This is one of those spreads that weirds you out, but then it ends up being wrong. Here's the thing: is the lions are just too well motivated to be caught in a trap game, and it means so much for them that there's there's no way for me they don't cover. I gotta be shocked if they don't cover this. I'm going lions minus two and a half. Danny or Justin, who do you got?
0: This is a heart pick.
3: We need the lions to lose. Panthers cover.
1: Wow, you agree with Doug Analytics and the listeners. Danny, who do you got?
3: You know, like, like Bobby said, the Lions are riding too high right now. They're 10-4 and 4 against this red compared to the Panthers, 7-7. to 7. Look, I mean, I know the Panthers are playing hard for Steve Wilkes, but Lions are just biting kneecaps right now, so give me Dan Campbell and the Lions as much as I would prefer them to lose.
1: I actually watched uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks this week, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I would love this show. I just never gave it a chance.
3: Which one? The, oh, the Lions training camp the Lions version. One. Yeah, the Cardinals like, is- I was
1: like, oh, this is why everyone loves Dan Campbell.
3: Yeah, the Cardinals one's horrible, because they're just not a good group. They're not... Per- good. I just stutter like a crazy man right there. They don't got good personalities. That's what I was trying to say.
1: Another game that implicates with the Giants. Commanders at 49ers minus 7. Chase Young is returning. Justin, who do you got? 49ers minus 7. Danny?
3: Commanders plus 7.
1: Danny, the listeners are agreeing with you. I... I'm agreeing with Justin. I'm going 49ers minus seven. 49ers are just so good all around. The Commanders just scored 12 points against the Giants with Fabian Moreau, Darnay Holmes, and Nick McLeod, as their corners. <laughs> yeah. The 49ers are the best defense in football.
3: Bro, I love making fun of Taylor Heineke. That last week when he was like acting all tough, I was like, bro, what are you doing? You're nothing special here. Please, Please calm down.
1: The Gardner, Min- the Gardner Minshew Eagles at the Cowboys minus five and a half. Obviously, the Eagles are the better team, but the Jalen Hurts news uh, changes this line big time. But Gardner Minshew might be the best backup quarterback in the NFL. The,
3: oh, the Eagles missed.
1: offensive line is so good. The receiver group is so good. The Cowboys, I'm telling you, the choke is starting. The choke is starting. It happened versus the Jaguars last week. I am going Eagles plus five and a half. This was maybe the easiest one of the week for me. No way the Cowboys cover this. Justin.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Eagles cover. Yes. Danny.
3: Yeah, like you said, uh, the Cowboys they always start to choke, and that was a bad loss last week with Mike McCarthy's great clock management there at the end for the Cowboys. Um, I will take the Eagles as well, even though they are minus Jalen Hurts because I I do like Gardner Minshew. There's uh, a clean like
1: sweep. Him. We're all going Eagles. What do you guys think with Gardner Minshew on like the, you know, the like the persona he plays up? Like, so like he he like quoted um, dinner for smucks today. It's like people said, you know, to Van Gogh, you don't have an ear. You can't be a good painter. And he said, I can't hear you, which is definitely a hilarious line. But it's like, do you want your quarterbacks? I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Do you guys like it for Gardner Minshew or not?
3: I mean, I, I, I like it. I like gardner Mitchell's personality. I think he's just just a, a fun, cool guy. And he just, for some reason, fits the Nick Sirianni vibes. I don't know why. Yeah. He just screams like that guy's backup.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about him. Like, I can't tell if I love him or hate he's him. He's a character. I feel like <laughs> he's a Pat. Isn't he a Pat
0: McAfee guy? I don't know.
3: I don't know. I feel, like, I don't feel know. like
0: he would be a Pat McAfee guy. Be.
3: Well, remember yeah. when he beat the Jets last year? Like he would just like aggressively hug at his dad, like like mm. like violently hug at his
1: dad. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I. What year does Gardner Minshew leave the NFL? Uh oh God! What? How old is he? Twenty 29. He's 29? twenty
0: nine.
1: He's twenty nine. Twenty twenty nine. Oh, he's twenty six years old. 20, so that would mean he plays until.
3: Uh well he's gonna resign with the Eagles this offseason. I would give him um, twenty thirty-one. Twenty
0: thirty-one.
1: I'm gonna say twenty thirty-four. I think he plays till he's like thirty-eight. I really do. He's the best backup QB in the league right now.
0: If you yeah, I mean I guess if you don't play and your body doesn't take those hits, then just like a cult. Stay there till you're forty. Yeah, and he's never gonna like like I think he's I think he's got a Ryan Fitzpatrick career ahead of him. That's a good shot.
1: Packers at Dolphins minus three and a half. I'm going Dolphins. I know that they've lost some games in a row. They've lost to some good teams, but they got to get back on track versus Packers defense. I'm going Dolphins minus three and a half. Listeners are going Packers. Justin, who are you going? I'm going Pack. There we go. Danny, how about you?
3: Yeah, I got to go with the Dolphins. The Packers are um, Dolphins are a better team, and I think they're a better team at home anyway. I could be wrong Don't call me on that, but I just think they'll get the job done on Christmas Day or Sunday. And then
1: the last game of the week, I didn't really want to put this on there, but it is it will be when we're one of the only games we get to watch. Bucks at Cardinals plus seven and a half. Trace McSorley. Danny, you got to pick the Cardinals for the brand.
3: Um, Yeah. Oh, I God, when Culver Coy went down like a piece of me died. Not going to lie to you. But Um, Trace McSorley is like your other guy. He is. And the Cardinals are so bad. They're so bad. They're just awful. But, you know, uh, let's have fun with it. Let's take the Cardinals. I don't think that – no, they'll lose by a touchdown. But I'm just going to take the Cardinals anyway.
1: They could lose by a touchdown and still cover. Listeners are agreeing with you. I'm going Bucks, Brady, figure it out, man. Figure it out as you get into the playoffs. Justin, who do you got?
0: I'm also going Bucks. This could be a
3: 13-3 to game and we're good. <sighs> what an awful slate for um, just a, an average Sunday for something. But for some Christmas.
0: They should have. They should have pushed the Eagles Cowboys game to either Sunday. Like the fact that that game is not being watched the, the, by the. the, the it's, sorry, it's the
3: biggest travesty is that we have to watch the Rams and the Broncos. I'm
0: excited for it. Is that the Monday night game?
3: No, that's that's like the in between game of these two. Oh. Is there
1: even a Monday night game this week?
3: There is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's Word uh, up. it's Colts Chargers. Oh wow, that's
1: great. <laughs> All right, score predictions for the Giants and the Vikings.
3: Danny. Maybe it's because they won a meaningful game last week at Washington on pick of the Giants to win, but I I, I don't have any bad feelings about this game. I don't. I just don't. So I'm gonna be taking the Giants to win this week. Uh Giants are gonna win God, it's just I think it's just gonna be another one of those ugly grind out games. Giants are gonna win seventeen to thirteen wow
1: Danny or Justin what's your score prediction
0: man this is one of those things where the heart and the brain are obviously telling you very two different things who am I gonna choose do I go with my heart in this game prediction or do I go with my brain the Giants win 23 to 22 odd score scorigami don't care
1: All right, I, I I'll be honest, I don't feel great about this game. And if the Giants lost versus the Commanders, this was going to be the 2-0 game. Um and I still thought about like I just their receiver room worries me. Like I really am worried about this this game. Like I do not have confidence. Um you know, like it's, it's going to be a tough tough game. I know they just, you know, the Colts almost beat them, blah blah blah. You know, but I just this is going to be a tough game. But unfortunately, that doesn't matter. Giants 77, Vikings 0. Let's clinch a playoff spot. Let's, let's wake up Sunday morning with a playoff spot clinched. We need it on a regular old Sunday. Just enjoy a, a regular Sunday with a clinched playoff spot. Let us celebrate. Let us give, give us something to celebrate on Sunday, a clinched playoff spot. Giant 77, Vikings 0. We appreciate you guys. We will see you. I guess Saturday night for a podcast. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go big blue.